This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Let's fuck this shit. live hello audrey hello christina thank you so much for coming on so late at night it is past audrey's bedtime it is 9 30 eastern it is way past my bedtime it's fine no it's actually good it's good because i need to stay up later this week in preparation for uh the weekend that we're about to have together oh my god our our long-awaited like bender (laughs) so another bit that we have turned into a real thing because we literally do not know how to um, just make jokes without like making them into reality. Um, what is we wrong are... with us? Like, why can't we just like joke around? I think because we're both looking for an escape from whatever is tying us down in our in our day to day. Okay, lives. I know I just came from therapy. Let's let's stop talking about that. Okay, too close to home. <laughs> too close to home. Christina and I are proud to announce that we will be going to Raleigh, North Carolina for game three of the Stanley Cup round one, <laughs> Canes Caps. Um, and we <laughs> were very excited. Every time we talk about it, like one or one or both of us just like starts laughing because it's so stupid. We're so fucking <laughs> stupid. But then again, like these were the cheapest playoff tickets that we may ever see in our lifetimes. So why would we not do Deadass, it? we got to lower bowl. Like, we're not even in, like, we're not yeah, even. Yeah, like, we're, we are in the 100s. For $120. Like, I guess we prob- they probably would have paid us to, like, be in the upper bowl. Are there smarter things for us to spend $100 <laughs> on? Yeah, there are. Like, food. That's right. And, I don't know, going to the doctor and stuff like that. But none of that stuff makes us as happy. So we are going to Raleigh. So we're very excited to um, make a little little trip down to South Carolina. To North Carolina. I'm going to be doing this all week. I'm going to be reminding you that Raleigh is in North Carolina. Okay, you know what? Like North and South Carolina, same place. You sound like a real northerner. I know. I've, I've lived in the Midwest too long. Yeah. Anyway, so if you're listening to this and you are in North or South Carolina and you have tips of what we should do, hit the DMs. Let yeah. us know. I guess you can also call us with, with tips. Thank you, everybody who sent us suggestions of what fast food places to go. You really have our best interests at heart. So my flight back is at 7 a.m. My train back is at 8, so. I'm going to go to work. I probably will also go to work. 
I'm really excited. I think everything's going to work out. I think the Canes will lose. I, I'm i willing them to win that game because can you imagine if we get to see a storm surge? A playoff storm surge. With our own two little eyeballs. Well, four. Four eyeballs <laughs> combined. <laughs> Uh, Audrey and I are like the two, like, you know, the movie Hercules, the face with like one eyeball. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I thought you meant like, you know, how Hades has those two little idiot like gremlins following him around. Oh, that is also us. Yes. <laughs> and Sarah is Hades. when they turn into worms. They're like, we're worms. We're worms. That's us around Sarah. <laughs> <laughs> um. So, hey, you know what we should talk about? I don't want to talk about myself because I just came from therapy. So can we? Talk no, about we don't hockey? have to do that anymore. Yeah, well, let's talk about um, let's talk about somebody else who's capital G going through it right now. Oh my god, are we going to talk about Connor McDavid? Let's talk about Connor because he's just had a really, I mean, he's had a really rough year clearly, but this week <laughs> particularly has just been. I mean, can somebody please? get this boy a long vacation which i mean like he's gonna have now his summer starts now but like you know <laughs> he he needs he needs a break he needs a massage i'm sure that he can afford a massage with his hundred million dollar contract <laughs> that he's in the second year of so if you listen to this podcast before like you've heard us talk about Connor mcdavid you know that he's in a very long contract with the worst i would say the worst team in the nhl would you would you agree I wouldn't necessarily say they are the worst talent-wise, but I would say they are the worst in terms of, like, tragedy because they are so poorly managed and because they are bad at hockey. It is Shakespearean what is happening to this young man. So our, our friend Namita, who we had on the podcast a couple couple mm-hmm. weeks ago, has a tweet where she's like, Connor McDavid is like what happens whenever you like tell a genie that you want to be the best hockey player in the world, but don't give him any other conditions and he like fucks yeah. your life up. <laughs> that is what's happened to Connor McDavid. He scores like a billion goals a year. He's always in the top like five of scoring. Mm-hmm. And yet he's missed the playoffs for the third year in a row. I think this is the second year in a row. Um, cause I think they made it in 2016, but he's the best hockey player in the world right now. Like even Sidney Crosby says that Connor McDavid is the best hockey player in the world right now. That's how you know. Penn's fans would dispute it, but Penn's fans are insane. Yeah, that's true. Never mind, They're not real. <laughs> so this week, the Oilers season officially came to an end. Yes, they have once again not made the playoffs. So they lost to the Knights uh, 3-1 to this past week, and that was it for them. And then after the game, I think they were asking McDavid, like, how does it feel? <laughs> how does it feel to not make the playoffs? Always a great question that you definitely want to answer. And he said, it was never really in question. Oh. It was not good enough all year. Somebody asked him, like, if he was frustrated. He said, it's really high. It's really, really high. He said, like, about his frustration level. We want to play in the playoffs as a team. I personally want to play in the playoffs. I'm not happy about it. It's going to be a long summer. Which is, like, coming from Connor McDavid is like, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. I'm out. The worst part, I think, was that he said, it's been an insane season. There's been a coaching change and a GM change. Uh, It's been a roller coaster. It's been emotionally challenging and hard mentally to keep on going. We were always right there. We were close, and then we'd drift away. First of all, I wouldn't necessarily say they were close (laughs) at any point. Okay, I mean, it is the Western Conference, so, like, they were kind of close. I mean, like, anyone can be close. In the fake, like, imaginary world that is the Western Conference. If you sneeze the right way on game day, like, you could move up. Exactly. But it is, like, it's really, it's disturbing to hear him talk that way because 
like you said, he does have, he has just finished the first year of his eight-year, $100 million contract with the Edmonton Oilers. And he has said since then, I mean, it's like since he made these comments, there was a bunch of speculation like, oh, maybe he's going to somehow get out of this contract. Request a trade. Yeah. And he's like since doubled down and like, no, I'm not leaving. I'm loyal to Edmonton. Okay. So Connor McDavid is 22 years old. 22? 22 or 23? Yes. He's 22. So he's on his second year of his, like, huge contract. He, however, is a very old 22, I would say. He's been through it. Both in mind and body. If you look at his eyes, those are the eyes of a dead man. Like, Mm -hmm. those are the eyes of the man who's seen some stuff. And just in terms of games played, my man's played, like, 400 games. He is, by all intents and purposes, and, like, you know, this, this sort of dovetails with the conversations that we had before about how players are peaking earlier. He's mm-hmm. wasting the best years of his life on this team that is so badly managed that they can have two of the top goal scorers in the league and still not make the playoffs. It's insane. I mean, so Connor has been he's been the NHL's highest scoring player this year and last year. And this year, as a center, he has an 18 point lead <laughs> on the next person behind him, Nathan McKinnon. So, I mean, he's just he's literally miles ahead of the competition. And it just goes to show that like Having a superstar, like having one or two superstars is never going to be enough to build a team around. Yeah, and that's something that took me a little bit of time to understand, just because, mm-hmm. like, I didn't grow up with hockey. So, like, I when I first watched my first hockey game, not in person, like on TV, I didn't realize that shifts are, like, 90 seconds long. You just can't be out there for, like, no. more than 20 minutes. And and it's not like football or basketball where you can play, like, full minutes of a game and, like, really make... I mean, And you can make a huge difference, but you have to have that depth of roster to make anything happen. And Edmonton just... <laughs> <laughs> they have two guys. They have two guys, and that's it. Sometimes, like, Ryan Nugent Hopkins shows up and is like, I'll score, I guess. <laughs> Alex Chason, who they, they acquired from the Caps this past season, really had a great start to the year up there. But again, like, it's not just a matter of having the right pieces there at the right time. It's because these failings of Peter Chiarelli, who's not even the GM anymore, who was literally fired in the middle of a game this past season. It's because, like, his... <laughs> like a comedy of errors that he made since 2015 when he was originally hired as the Oilers GM. Who can forget the Taylor Hall trade? Yeah, it it blows my mind because it's just like, it's like he saw the direction that the league was going and was like, okay, smaller players, skills players, fast. What if I just go the complete opposite direction and double (laughs) down on it? (laughs) it's so it's so misguided that it almost seems deliberate was he like secretly working for the maple leafs (laughs) i think he was just really stupid and like yeah and edmonton also has this problem where it's this weird self-perpetuating cycle of yes the media will carry water for management and management will carry water for media and so it's just like no one ever learns anything okay like i i did not know where edmonton was until halfway through the season i still don't know where edmonton is it is in the middle of fucking nowhere. It is like up there. There's like this incestuous media management. There's a lot of incest going on. Yeah, there's like <laughs> country bumpkins, like media and, and <laughs> management just in bed together to just excuse anything that happened. Like, I don't know. I've never seen anything like it before. I don't know who the owner is. I don't know how he's okay with this. 
it's this cycle of again like failing upwards like you have these and not to stereotype but like it is true you have all these white dudes who have been in these jobs that have been in these positions because that's for the years only kind of guys in, in edmonton just white people <laughs> true but like you have all these hockey men who mm-hmm. are in these roles and just like it's all buddy buddy boys club stuff all the time and it just like no one ever owns up to their mistakes and no changes are ever made anyway i should be the oilers gm you should not be the oilers should be relegated they should be moved. They should be moved to Houston. The Houston Oilers. Oh, you know what? Makes there you a lot go. Of sense. You literally would not even have to change the name. You wouldn't. No, it's perfect. You could keep the logo. Riddle me this, bitch. Okay. Where would you send Connor McDavid? Where would you Where would you exile him to if you could save him? Connor oh God, McDavid. This is hard. Mission. And I would send him to the Coyotes. Come on. You just want everyone to go to Coyotes. I mean, I'll take what I can get. They came close to making the fucking playoffs than the, than the Oilers did this year. I bet their cap space is like 10 feet high. They probably have so much money to throw at people. The Coyotes, I think, are an example of a team where maybe adding one superstar would make a difference. You <laughs> because know now they saying? just have a bunch of guys. Like- and, the, and like they have a bunch of guys who battled through so much like bad luck and injury this year and mm-hmm. still came this close to like getting a wild card spot that like one person could have made the difference. But anyway, I know that's not realistic. I'm just saying like send him somewhere warm. That's nice. Yeah. I don't want to see him go to the Ducks. I don't want to see him go to the Kings. It would be really funny if he went to the Kings. <laughs> Gretzky 2.0. Also, let me be clear. I don't feel that bad for him. No. Oh, my God. I mean, come on. He's a millionaire and he's 22. You know, like he had a choice. He didn't have to do this. Right. I mean, like he did not have to follow the path of like Wayne Gretzky and like sign this enormous contract to the place that drafted him. He didn't have to do it. The devil's advocate thing that I will say is that when he signed... He was signing with a team that looks completely different than it does now. That is that is true. Because all these players, Chiarelli threw away. That could have made a serious difference. I mean, we could have had McDavid and Taylor Hall playing on the same team. Two robots that would have having been a good time. Sexy and fun. Um, but <laughs> we instead we live in this world. But anyway, no, I mean like I don't feel bad for him either. I just think it's it sucks for the sport in general, I think. Yeah, at, at the end of the day, I don't think anyone should be signing eight-year contracts. No. That's just, like, no one should be doing that. That doesn't make sense for the team. It doesn't make sense for the player. Those should be going away, and they are going away. And I think we're going to see some really interesting things happen in the offseason because players are looking at Connor McDavid thinking, holy shit, like, I don't want that Fuck to be that. No, exactly. Here's something insane. Hit me. The Oilers total this year okay. had 122 goals total. Cool. Can you guess how many points Connor McDavid got? 80. Higher. <laughs> oh, no. Did he get like 100 points? He got 115 points on a team <laughs> of 227 so he was, like, goals. He was the primary, secondary, or goal scorer for 115 of those. 51% of Edmonton's offense is fully contributed by Connor McDavid. What I'm imagining, have you seen the movie The Matrix? I don't know why. That low budget indie movie, The Matrix. <laughs> I don't know why I said it like that. But like, you know, you know we're like Neo. I'm familiar. Is- I'm familiar. <laughs> this is just a me and Andre bit. But we like to do this thing where I- I'm like, what? I'm a year and a half older than you. You're a year and a half older than me. So I like to ask her if she remembers things. <laughs> this Today, Christina was like, you might be too young for this. But have you ever listened to the band Brand New? <laughs> 
Like, how old do you think I am? I see myself as much taller and older than you. Anyway, so, like, in the movie The Matrix, where, like, Neo is, like, going... All- Dodging the, the like, bullets? Yeah, like, that's what he's doing, but he's scoring goals. Anyway, that was a very long... That was worth it. They- <laughs> <laughs> that was worth the wait. Fuck you. Let's go to the next topic. <laughs> <laughs> so, hey, it's Monday, and on Wednesday... It's happening. It's time to for all of us to retweet the playoff hockey is like doing cocaine and riding a motorcycle off a cliff tweet or whatever that was. It's time for the yearly retweeting of the tweet. I'm ready. This morning I had a cold brew and then <laughs> sat at my desk, eyes fully dilated, just like looking at the schedule for the next week. I don't know how I'm going to watch it all. Like, I think I'm going to have some on my TV. Are you going to set up like a, a rig? I'm going to set up like two a rig. Two screens going? Even I'm not going to do that. I will not be watching any game that happens after 10 p.m. Sorry. Casey and I are watching game two of Sharks Nights on Friday, and it doesn't start until 1030. You are going to be asleep at the bar. How are we expected to work under these conditions? I know. It's honestly unfair. So let's talk about who is playing who and which ones are going to be like fun and which are just going to be a slog. Okay, just off the top of my head, don't even bother watching Bolts versus Blue Jackets. That's going to be sad. Someone legitimately, so I tweeted my bracket like two hours ago. Yeah. And somebody replied to me, and I think they were serious. I'm pretty sure they were serious. They were like, oh, going to be a real bummer for Bolts fans when Bobrovsky turns it on in the playoffs. And they're out in round one. And I was like, what alternate reality are you living in? Bobrovsky is like known for being like shitty in the playoffs. We would know if he was shitty in the playoffs if the Blue Jackets had gone past one round. <laughs> I want to I wanna be in that guy's brain where he's like, yeah, the Blue Jackets are going to fucking take down Tampa Bay. Like, I would love it if that happened, first of all. How fun would that be? So basically, for the Lightning, losing to Columbus would be just an unmitigated disaster. Just horrible. It would be so... Like, you would have to disband. You would have to immediately kill yourself. Just... Fall on your skate. So then you have Columbus on the other end of the spectrum that went balls to the wall at the, at the trade deadline. Mm-hmm. And they know that like this is your their last hurrah probably with Panarin and Bobrovsky because they're 100% going to leave in free agency during the summer. Mm-hmm. And they're probably also going to lose Matt Duchesne and Ryan Dezingle, especially I would say if they are eliminated in the first round, which they will be. Let's be real. <laughs> I think this will be... A fun matchup because of the strength of Columbus's defense and the strength of Tampa's offense. I think that like this series is going to go six games. Let us go to your bracket where you said it's going five games. Well, I'm going to forget. I'm going to consistently forget how many games I said they played. I think it's going to be boring as fuck and I'm not going to watch any of it. That's my gavel gavel opinion. I'm probably going to watch a little of it. Penn's Islanders will be fun. Penn's Islanders will be fun because there's just like, I feel very spiteful towards both of these teams. I'm not really root. I mean, obviously I'm going to root for the Islanders over the Penguins, but. I actually think in, in my bracket, I think I have the Pens winning over the Islanders because I think like a, a Caps Pens like second round would be really fun. Christina, I'm not exaggerating. If I have to do that for like a fourth year in a row, <laughs> I will kill myself. I can't. I can't realistically speaking do i think the islanders are going to win this series Mm, maybe bordering on no but my heart is telling me that if i have to sit through another penguins caps round two matchup i will absolutely jump off a cliff 
guess what? Get your fucking climbing shoes ready because you're about to climb off a cliff, bitch. No. <laughs> because I think the pins are playing at full strength for like their first time in like the entire year. I know, I know. They're going to be, they're fresh. They're going to be so good. And they're so good. Like I hate how good they are. The Islanders, I would write off completely if, again, their defensive core wasn't so good. And also they have a really, really strong fourth line, which is surprising. But just that they have they have a surprising amount of depth for a team that, again, like everybody's discounted all year. And yet they were contending for the top of the Metro like all year. And and my second point <laughs> and my second point, who better to know how to eliminate the Pittsburgh Penguins from the playoffs than my man, Barry Trotz. You're triggering me on several levels because you're saying that defense matters and that coaches matter. And you know how I feel about these things. Do you want me to say that goalies matter next? Okay, well, they do, but like Robin Leonard is not that good of a goalie. He just gets really lucky and has a bunch of really good defensemen in front of them. It's kind of a toss-up to me. I have, I have it going seven, but depends. It's going to be a grind. It's going to be really long. It's going to give me wrinkles. What about Blues Jets? You have the Jets winning. I do. This is where we differ. I mean, I'm a Jets homer. I I can't explain. So I have the Jets winning because, like, they've had a ton of problems with injuries as well this season. Mm -hmm. But they're all healthy now. Dustin Buff. Oh, Big Buff. Big Buff is at his full strength. And I think he really pulls his team together. I really love him. See, thank you. I find the Jets to be, like, an extremely lovable team. Noted Winnipeg native, Christina. I just Jets think, fan for life. <laughs> I just think they have just a bunch of like fun, weird guys on there. And, and nobody pays attention to them because they're so far north and their fan base is so relatively small. I care. Do you remember that picture of Dustin Bufflin in the playoffs last year, like holding those two guys by like the collar? <laughs> I'm constantly thinking about that picture. It's hanging up in my room. It's not hanging up in my room. Me trying to get my two remaining brain cells to work <laughs> together. <laughs> so I don't really, I don't really care about the blues. I don't really know anyone who's on the blues. Uh, they have a puppy, and Jordan Bennington is their, like, rookie goalie who got called up in December, who's been amazing since. And I think this goalie matchup will be fun to watch. I have the Blues winning. I just think that would be a nice Cinderella story for them. Well, it would it really be a Cinderella story if they were expected to be, like, Dark Horse, like, cup contenders from the beginning of the season? They were expected to be Dark Horse cup contenders in August, and then by December, people were like, well, I, I guess we have to eliminate the Blues from, like, just give up on them. They were 11 points out of a playoff spot, and they fought all the way back, which is kind of crazy. Well, congrats. You're about to lose to the Winnipeg Jets. What about Stars Preds? What do you oh think? Oh, my God. I think we both have Preds winning, yeah? I have heard some talk around some stats people that because of the skills player stuff that, like, mm-hmm. the stars have, they might pull off an upset. I feel like I'm that uh, that gif where I think it's, like, Monique saying, I would like to see it. <laughs> yeah, I would like to see that. I would like to see that. Yeah, like, I would definitely like to see that. Like, I think that would be, like, ridiculous. I, I am so, like, lukewarm on the Predators. I like mm-hmm. I like PK Zuban a lot. They're boring. It's hard because they have, there's such high expectations and I feel like this narrative of, oh, the Preds are so good is kind of forced down our throats every year. And they did just win like the Central Division title. So they're going to put another banner up, I guess, like go off. But they (laughs) blow it every year. Yeah. I would love to see them blow it to the stars. And God knows the stars are not any more consistent, but like, wouldn't you love to have Jamie Benn and Tyler Sagan leading them at least to the second round after their owner came out and said that they were playing like <laughs> fucking horse shit. Like, 
I That'd do be probably great. have to like moderate my expectations because I just <laughs> I just went to the Blackhawks closer oh, yeah. where they played they played the stars and they beat them like six to one. But all they had to play uh, all the stars had ice was just like Tyler Second and a bunch of sweetest teenagers. I don't, I don't take that into account at the all. The stars to me, other than like Tyler Sagan and Radulov and Jamie Benn, are just kind of like the cast of like a Swedish teen like vampire show. They are so Swedish. They're all blonde and like skinny and tall and like have really sharp cheekbones and they all have like the same name and you have no idea who any of them are. I think they're going to be really good like next year. I think that one will be fun. I'll probably watch a lot of that one. Hey, um, speaking of the stars... You saw Tyler Sagan. Oh my god. In real life this week. How was that experience for you? Okay. I'm curious to know. <laughs> I was like frantically texting Audrey like the entire time. A lot of misspelling. It it was it was an overwhelming. She had a breakdown. A full ass breakdown. So first thing that I need to say is that like Tyler Sagan does not warm up with a helmet on. No, of course not. Everyone else has a helmet on, but Tyler Sagan and like and like John Klingberg. Klingberg's hot. He is hot. He immediately gets out there and starts doing that, like, thing where he's, like, thrusting on to the ice. You know what I mean? He's stretching his, like, hips out. Yeah, and he's the only one who's doing that. So my friend and I are both very tall. We're very blonde. And, like, we were wearing, like, very bright lipstick. So it was very hard to miss And this was not me. This was another friend. (laughs) Another friend. I know. I wish Audrey had been Another friend of Christina's that looks like that. Audrey would have spit in Tyler Sagan's face if she had seen him do this. But he, like... (laughs) He comes over right in front of us and then fucking slams his leg onto the boards. He was doing his bar stretches right Yeah, and kept looking at us to make sure that we were looking at him. Tyler, as if I could look at anything else in this <laughs> arena right now. My whole world is just you doing this stretch and... <laughs> And me looking and at you. And furiously chewing your bubble gum or whatever. Oh my god, yeah. he was He's much more handsome in person, which is awful. He's much taller in person. Also, I saw Dylan Strom, who's also much taller in person. He looks like a beanstalk. Love that little raccoon. Anyway, yeah, go stars. Yeah, that would be great. I don't have them winning because I try to be realistic with at least some things in my life. But here's your favorite matchup of all. Knight's Sharks. Oh my god. I think I have like sharks and or uh, knights and four. Just cause out of like spite? Wait, I wanna see what I have. Knights and seven. Knights and oh god, that's gonna be I think I did that literally to torture myself. The big issue to me with this game is actually gonna be goaltending. The sharks have probably the worst start I mean they not probably. They 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 actually have the worst starting goalie in the entire Martin Jones playoff bound NHL teams. Like his mm-hmm. <laughs> his say I tweeted about it today actually. Like his save percentage is like 0.82 something which is it's bad insanely bad for a starting goalie yeah it's pretty bad he's had a really tough season and the only reason it's not worse is because they have such great defensemen in front of mm-hmm. them they have two of the best defensemen probably in the league right now and mark andre Fleury has been actually like pretty consistent this season so i think it's really going to come down to goaltending on this one if you're letting in that as many goals as martin jones is you can't expect to win I think both of these teams, realistically speaking, have a chance to win it all. But I think more than that, they are both convinced that they could win it all. Mark Stone has been looking really good on the on the Knights, though. I will say that. Mark Stone has really worked out for them. And they have, the Knights just have, they have depth. They have elite scores, including elite goal scorer Ryan Reeves. On elite goal scorer Ryan Reeves. 
What's also kind of going to be fun is seeing Eric Carlson, who's finally back from like the injury that he was out with, seeing Eric Carlson and Mark Stone, who literally last year were playing together like with the Sens, seeing them play each other, I think is going to be really like kind of fun. And plus then you have like all the speculation about what's going to happen to Eric Carlson in the offseason. This is like his tryout kind of to like yeah. to get another contract from the Sharks because I mean he's he's been okay with the Sharks but like he's he was injured for so much of this year. And then also if the Sharks bow out in round 1 like secretly Christine and I are both hoping happens, will he want to stay? No, go to the Stars. Oh my god, Eric Carlson to the Stars, please. The Swedish teens need a Swedish mentor. They need daddy. Anyway, I, I will realistically I will be watching like maybe half of one of these games because it's on so late at night. You don't even have an excuse because it's central time is one hour earlier than me. Okay, also I don't care. Okay, well here's a matchup that you actually will probably care about, and that's Leafs Bruins. Oh my god, I'll be watching every single one of these games. The hundredth year in a row the Leafs are playing the Bruins in the first round. This one sucks. I don't I don't like this one. Like I don't think it's fair to either team. Why? Because I think that like this is this would be a better second round matchup than a first round matchup. And this is why people complain so much about the playoff format is that the way it is now you you get these huge banner matchups in the first round and then you don't get to see like these two teams go on to the second round and then like the Bruins will play I don't fucking know the Flames or something. Yeah, so like this is the battle of the titans kind of and it's happening in the first round and like I'm glad it's happening, but it's just it feels a little bit It sucks that it's happening it, that it happened so early. And the Bruins obviously already know that they can take the Leafs out. They've done it before several times. Do you have the Bruins winning? Yeah, you, yeah, yeah, you yeah, 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 I do. Yeah, I do too. I have a win against 7, you have a win against 6. I also think that like this is basically a test for them to see, okay, can we get through this series? as quickly and as healthily as possible to be able to take on the Lightning. Because I think that they are a contender to, like, if there is a team that is going to take Tampa out, I do think it could be the Bruins. That'll be a really fucking fun second round. Leafs Bruins and Bruins Lightning have the potential to be extremely brutal. Yeah. But, like, Boston-Toronto, that's a series that you're going to need to watch, like, every game. Because it's going to be amazing. There's bad blood to the original six teams, like, whatever. But I don't care about that. I really like the Leafs. Like, I've watched a lot of Leafs games, and I Mm -hmm. I like a lot of the boys on there. But Boston's so good. And I like a lot of the Boston guys. Yeah, there's Juggernaut, too. I'd like to see Patrice. Yeah, I think that would be great. And Pasta. I want Patrice to just... I I want it for him. I want everything for him. Me, too. Give Patrice Bergeron the world. Here it is, everybody. (laughs) Just a bunch of good boys playing another bunch of good boys. How can we make it so that they both win? We we can't. We can't do that. I will probably be watching like every game of this series as well. Just because they're all our boys. Like I care so much about them. Yeah. Obviously, we're talking about Canes versus Caps. The Hurricanes haven't made the playoffs in like 10 years. And the Caps won last year. So (laughs) two very different (laughs) narratives here. But I always like seeing the Caps play Justin Williams because Justin Williams is great and former Cap. It's it's nice to kind of just see him do his thing. And he's obviously, I mean, like like we covered with Sarah a couple episodes ago, he's he and Rod Brindamore have led this team to the playoffs and have completely like altered everything about the culture there. Riddle me this. How can an upset happen here? Um, because you see one, I can kind of see a couple scenarios where it happens. Okay, because Kemney's out. Yeah, 
I think Carolina's defensive core is very good and they're very they're not even <laughs> they're not even that skilled. They're just willing to like sacrifice their bodies and like be scrappy and like put everything on the line and not saying that the Caps aren't like that, but they aren't like that's that. what sets Carolina <laughs> apart. Yeah, they're scrappy boys. It's Dougie. Dougie with his shirt off just like Dougie needs to stop taking his shirt off for Audrey's health. Please don't do that anymore. It's upsetting to me. I can see like a very few limited scenarios in which the Hurricanes, because I love the Caps, like they're my team. They're a bunch of fucking chokers. Uh-huh. They're a team of chokers. They love to disappoint. It's so easy for me to like see everyone just shitting the bed and losing to the, Carolina. Yeah, the thing about the Caps is that when one thing starts going wrong, you see them lose confidence very quickly. Like if they have a weak first period, that usually continues throughout the rest of the game. They're emotional. And all the Canes have to do, in my opinion, is strike first and really play up a long, grinding defensive game. Um, I hope they're not listening to this. Don't yeah. listen to this. Don't take my advice. Don't. Let's talk about Avs Flames. <laughs> I do not care. I will be watching Avs Flames. This is the only Western Conference uh, matchup that I care about because they're both underdogs. The Avs barely made it in. Um, and I think it'll be really fun to see Johnny Gaudreau and Nathan McKinnon play each other. You know what's wild is we both have Calgary going in all the way. I feel like that was a bad idea. I'm just trying to manifest that into happening. I think it'd be really fun. I I would like to see it, Doug. <laughs> <laughs> I think for me, there was very little logic that went into putting my bracket together, most of it. But mm-hmm. especially, I think, with the Flames, because I do feel like they deserve it. Yes. They are miles better than any other team in the West. And it's because kind of in the same vein as the Canes, it's because like they've worked their asses off. And it's a team of guys who like some of the, you know, they have Gaudreau and they have Geo and like some players who are really incredible at what they do. But like it's been everybody buying into the team and being like, we're going to do this together that I think has really set them apart. So I would love to see them go to the finals. I also would love to see them play the song Old Town Road a lot at home. They're at the Saddle Dome, right? Yeah. How tired are you of hearing of hearing me talk about that song? I just, <laughs> I'm looking forward to you just making me listen to it. You realize weekend. that like this weekend, I'm going to like make every bar we go to play it. Can't wait. Should we take some calls? Yeah, we have a lot of calls this week. Well, first we got a text. And it says, Canes are going to playoffs. It feels almost poetic. Honestly, I want them to win the cup. I mean, don't we all? <laughs> I would like to see it. <laughs> we got another Canes question, too, while we're here. Uh, hello, Christina and Audrey. Canes! Yes. <laughs> anyway, number one, where should ex-Cane and excellent human Jeff Skinner play next season, if not Buffalo or Carolina? I think you should stay in Buffalo. I think you should stay in Buffalo. I completely agree. Uh, I think please let him stay there. <laughs> Jeff, please. They need you. <laughs> Buffalo's fine. Like, he should stay in Buffalo. Buffalo's going to have a rebuilding year. Stay with Jack. Good. He and Jack Eichel are best friends now. Are they? Yeah. I guess anyone would be friends with Jeff. Yeah. How could you not be friends with Jeff? Have you seen his dimples? Oh, my God. Come on. Oh, here's the second part of this text. Number two, pro tip. You can put up to three flavors in a cookout milkshake at no extra charge. You may already know that, but I thought I'd mention it. Why would we know that? We did not know that, but this is a game changer. How do you fit three flavors? I'm going to do it. This weekend is just going to put Audrey through like the ringer. I'm scared for her. I'm going to make her eat not bear food. And she's oh going like, to take so three awful. months to recover. So I went to the... <laughs> 
trigger warning for vomit coming <laughs> content warning uh I went to oh you the- told me about this i remember that yeah i went to the caps islanders game like two nights ago and i had no beer i had like two vodka sodas because beer is something that i cannot digest right now and i had i had popcorn like that was the only food i had and i was there with claire and like claire had pizza and then we like split popcorn i threw up so much that night (laughs) i got up in the middle of the night and was just like okay so i can't eat stadium food anymore is really what has been determined which is smother like a fucking cliff bar in for you love my life love to live it hey bunnies this is nick from tampa calling in first time caller long time listener um this might be you know kind of a weird question but uh it's something i've been thinking about a lot this season um uh, what's his name? Andre Vasilevsky's, uh, jersey number is 88. And, uh, I'm pretty sure he's like Russian or Ukrainian or something like that. And that got me to thinking, uh, which, uh, hockey player in the NHL do you think is most likely to be a secret Nazi that has, uh, 88 on their jersey? Uh, can't wait to hear your thoughts. Thanks. Bye. So I actually did. I looked up everybody who's played with 88, the people who have played with number 88. You'll never guess. One of our all-time favorites is on this list that I'm just going to go with. I know one. Patrick Kane, secret Nazi. Absolutely. Book it. Sue us, Patrick. We're ready. I don't have any money, but I am a lawyer, so I can represent myself. I would believe he's a white nationalist. You Mm -hmm. you could tell me anything about Patrick Kane and I would believe it. (laughs) The other person who looks like a white nationalist who's uh, played with 88 is Brent Burns. Oh, I don't believe he's a... If you were walking down the street and saw him randomly. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, exactly. He's the only shark that I really like. I don't count... For some reason, I don't count Eric Carlson as a shark. I'm like, oh. You're still kind of like, this is a temporary situation. Yeah, I manifested that he's leaving. Like, he's not going to be there. Anyway, right. I, lo- I love Brent Burns. He would- I'm sure he has terrible politics, but I don't, I don't care to hear them. Okay, uh, with the playoff teams pretty much decided, which playoff beards are you most and least excited for? Least excited for all of them. <laughs> yeah. Also, which playoff fears are you most disappointed you won't see? Personally, I wanted to see what Brady Kachuk would try to grow, <laughs> but I don't see that happening for a while. Thanks and love the show. I love you too. My son Brady. I don't want to see Brady grow anything other than his beautiful curls out. Playoff beards I'm most excited to see. I'm ready to see Sebastian Ajo like, try to grow one beard I'm ready there. to see some really bad ones. Like The bad ones are the best. Some people like grow beards and it's like, you you shouldn't, you're more attractive like that. Like, I hate, I hate that. Like when Tom Wilson grows his playoff beard, I'm like, shut the fuck up. Go the fuck away. That's why he kept it. He kept it all year this year. Like he grew it out and he's kept it like perfectly manicured and maintained all year because he knows he's hotter with the beard now. God. And Holtby. Oh. Ugh. Anyway. Sorry. Sorry. (laughs) Um, Horrible beards that I'm excited to see. Uh, Johnny Gaudreau's. Oh, he's going to have a neck beard. Matthew Kachuk, I think, will have a really awful one as well. He will. Our awful Kachuk boys, our awful children. Tyson Berry. Eric Carlson. Uh, I'm trying to think of people who are just really, like, smooth. <laughs> smooth boys. Yeah, Sebastian. <laughs> smooth boys. Sebastian. Eric Carlson's going to grow a really patchy one, I feel like. Yeah. Um. I feel like Pasta will have a really bad one. Oh, Mitch. Mitch Marner. Oh, my God. I can't remember. I don't think... Because sometimes coaches don't let you grow playoff beards. Why? 
I don't know. It's like a whole thing. I can't remember if Babcock will let them or not. I, I can't imagine Austin Matthews with a beard. He has the scruff going on a that lot. That awful, think, awful scruff. And I think that's like probably as much as he can produce. Ugh. He looks like a guy at a house show. We gotta stop talking about him. We gotta stop talking about him. <laughs> I'm very excited to see Jamie Ben grow like a full-on playoff beard. Because the ghosty situation he has is very bad. I do not like it. It's like a big goatee. It looks so strange. Like, you know you know it looks weird. I love him. He could do whatever he wants with his facial hair. He's going through a hard time. Oh my god. Making excuses. <laughs> We've been saying that all year, but it's true. Who are we least excited for? Everybody who already has a beard. Brent Burns. Yeah. Don't care. It's just gonna get longer. Grow the fuck up. Joe Thornton. Like, don't care. Any of the sharks, really. Don't care. Yeah, they should They should have to cut all their beards like Samson. If you already have a beard and you make the playoffs, you should have to shave it and start over again. Absolutely. That's a really good idea. Thanks. We should make them do that. Here's a good text. Hello, Puff Bunnies. Hello. Of Aquarius <laughs> NHL players, who's the best and who's your favorite? Bam. Tyler Sagan. Well, I looked this up. How about Ryan Reeves? No, it's Tyler Sagan. <laughs> How about Sebastian Ajo? Okay, contender. Here's who we've got. Reeves, Sagan, Jacob Markstrom, Steven Stamkos. Don't care. Andre Burkowski. He's an Aquarius. Peter Mrozik and Sebastian Ajo. I think, I, yeah, Se- Sebastian Ajo might be, might be the best one. Or are we evaluating best, I guess? They asked who's the best and who's your favorite. Oh, Steven Stamkos is, yeah. Is the best. But who's your favorite? Sebastian Ajo or Tyler Sagan? Tyler Sagan! I saw his entire crotch, like, in my face. Ew. We're married now. Who's your favorite? Mm. Markstrom? I love both the goalies. Be my spouse, please. I think we pretty much covered it all. And also, I'm really excited to go to Raleigh with you. I'm so excited. Please don't ghost on me. How sad would that be? How would I possibly ghost on you? I don't know. I don't know how you would do that. I already bought my tickets. They're not refundable. I don't make that much money. We pulled the trigger on that like so quickly. It was awesome. It's great that between the two of us, we have like zero brain cells and no self-control. None. We like encourage each other. We're like, we're like and two no stupid dogs. And no financial responsibility. <laughs> Hopefully we're going to be putting out some content from our trip to Raleigh next week. We're very excited for that. Also, you guys, playoff season is here. It's here. We're going to be mainlining this shit. It's happening. If you would like to call in with any of your questions or your probably just questions, don't do suggestions because we're going to be in Raleigh. So we're not going to be right. listening to your criticism. Um, but for <laughs> next week's episode, please call us or text us or DM us. It's 774-318-6952. Also, if you would like to rate and review us on iTunes or wherever you listen to this, that would be awesome. We're trying to manipulate those algorithms. Thinking about those rhythms. <laughs> I also, uh, a couple days ago, released another Puck Bunnies post, uh, this time on my favorite hockey wags. It's just like 12 pages long. It's sick. So, But you can only access that if you are a Patreon subscriber. And you can subscribe to us on Patreon at patreon.com slash puckbunnies. And you can follow us on Twitter um, at puckbunnies underscore pod and Instagram at puckbunniespod. Still no underscore. <laughs> we are never, never gonna going to fix it. that. Never going to change it. It's fine. I'm Audrey. I'm Christina. And this has been Puck Bunnies. See you later, Audrey. Bye, guys. Have a great week. Bye.